It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An Internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is the creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show and watch your life grow. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Philippe Matthews Show, the radio show, and we're with uh, Aura Nordrich. Nordrich. Uh, She's a certified life coach, certified mindfulness meditation teacher. We're going to talk about that. She's also the author of Says Who?, how one simple question can change the way you think forever. How are you? Hi there. I'm great. How are you? I am wonderful. So uh, you are a meditation and mindfulness uh, expert and teacher. What what does that entail? That entails, first and foremost, to be present, (laughs) to be in the moment that you're in right now, like the moment you and I are in right now. We're here, right? So we're present, and you want to be as aware as you possibly can be in the moment that you're in because we know all too well that we're in these moments and we're in every other place but the moment of now. We're thinking about yesterday and what has already happened and come and gone, or we're worried about tomorrow that isn't here yet. So to be in the moment that you're in and really be in it 100% sometimes takes practice and help. Mm -hmm. You know, so you can get the most out of the moment that you're in. Because you know what? You're not going to get these moments again. They're going to go, and you're not going to get them again. So you may as well make the absolute most out of the moment that you're in right now. So the only time that you have is now. Now, because it's like it's the most real. We're most alive. We're doing what we're doing. We're in the moment. And if you carry that over into meditation, do you know, it's like, meditating and being present. And yes, you have busy thoughts. I mean, I talk about that and says who, my book says who. We have between, what, 40 and 70,000 thoughts a day. So we got pretty busy minds, right? And our minds need help. They need help to know how to calm down and how to be quiet and how to be comfortable with quiet and stillness. You know, a lot of the times people just aren't comfortable being still. They need to be busy, 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 going, 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 doing, doing, doing. And what I really like to encourage is take time in your day just to stop. Stop. Tune it out. Shut off your phone. Turn off those gadgets. Close the door. 
you know, tell everybody you love them, but you, that you can't, you know, be there for them right now. And take time to just be still with yourself and see what that feels like and drop into yourself. You might like yourself a lot. That, you know, we, we, we have heard this before when we tell ourselves these things, but what I really like about your book uh, and the work that you're doing is you give us an actual blueprint on how to do that, and you really uh, you. focus on, you're welcome, you really focus on negative thoughts and negative thinking uh, and how those negative thoughts, you know, can create storylines and, and what you call behaviors uh, that, um, you know, if, if you don't stop them, they just become reinforced, and the next thing you know, you're the person nobody wants to be around. Absolutely. I mean, I say it like, you know, you don't want your thoughts to be walking you around like a dog on a leash. I mean, thoughts can be so dominant and so overbearing and so overwhelming. But what I want people to understand through Says Who is that you're in the driver's seat. I want to empower people. I want them to know how powerful we really are and that when we keep giving our power away, even to our own minds, then we're really at the effect of it. So, yeah, it is a blueprint. I give you a very simple method. It's not rocket science. And I deliberately did it that way because these are very logical questions to ask yourself that really stop those negative thoughts in their tracks, if you will. Well, you and then about, go I'm ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, well, you talk about negativity tri- uh, tricks us into believing we're, we're being productive. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, a lot of those busy thoughts, you know, that end up occupying our mind that kind of take us over, we are so used to being busy with those negative thoughts that we think that we have to keep giving into them. And how productive are they really? You know, it can be very deceiving in that we give into thoughts that at the end of the day really didn't serve our well-being, don't have our best interest at heart, aren't helping us get things done, aren't helping our relationships. They're counterproductive, and yet we're so used to them. We're so accustomed to, accustomed to them. We're so familiar with, you know, bad habits, really. We all know what that's like. We know that we can get really used to uh, habits and thinking and beliefs that really just don't have our best interest at heart, but we're so used to it, we don't know what to replace it with. And that's mm. what who brings up. It introduces you into a whole new way of using your thinking mind. Now, you also say negative thoughts, uh, we, we can find them comforting, which is kind of oxymoronic, but we kind of get lost in that negative thinking, thinking that we are productive. And so they, there's a comfort zone that comes with that. Is that right? I think so. You know, um, there's that saying, I don't like it. I like to kind of switch it out for something else. It's like the devil you know is better than the devil that you don't know. You know, basically what that's saying is we become familiar with even something that's not good for us. And we become attached to it. You know, we're, we're wired up that way. We get attached. We bond. And we can get attached and we can bond to things that are bad for us. Isn't that why there's bad habits? We know that there are things that we put into our body. We know there are things that we think that are just fundamentally not healthy for us. And yet, it's all we know. So then people get scared. They're like, well, what am I going to give this up for? I don't know what I'm going to give this up for. This has become my way of life. This has become habitual. This has become my addiction. This has become something that I'm used to, and it's there for me. And I know it's scary, and I want us to take those steps together. You know, it's, it's really important to know that change can be frightening because you're replacing something with something that's familiar to you. But when you come on to this whole new way of being, you're not going to look back. You're going to think, to, you know, why didn't I do this sooner? Why did I waste so much of my precious time? 
effect. You know, it's hard to explain that to somebody sometimes until they have the experience. And I mm-hmm. work a lot with people that'll say, "Wow, Aura, you know, it's amazing. I've 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 been aware of the fact that I'm a negative person." and that I have a lot of negative thoughts, but I haven't really known what to do about that. And now that I'm on to it, and now that I have a system in place, and now that I can use the says who method that when a negative thought starts to even begin to percolate and want to wreak havoc with me, I'm on to it. I know what to do. It's like navigating choppy waters. Mm-hmm. You're going to go out to mm-hmm. sea. The sea is not always calm. Sailors know that. You're not always going to have calm seas. But when you get into those choppy waters and you get into some nasty weather – when you're equipped and you're, you know, you've got the skill set to know how to be a good sailor, you're going to know what to do. You're going to know how to navigate those winds. You're going to know how to navigate those choppy waters. And that's what I want people to understand about their own thinking mind, that when they get taken over by those stormy days, you know, and I mean that metaphorically, you're going to know what to do. You're not going to say, oh, this is never going to go away. That's a thought. Oh, my God, I'm a horrible person. That's a thought. You're going to go, hey, I'm going to get through this. It's going to get better. I'll know what to do. I'll know how to navigate this. You're going to be able to be very resourceful to use positive, constructive thoughts that help you. Don't you want that? Yeah, you say we treat a negative thought um, like an intruder uh, or should treat a negative thought like an intruder on on our property. I like that. Yeah. That's a good one, and I use that a lot because think about it. If you had an imposter or an intruder come onto your private property, you would say, hey, get out of here. You don't belong here. What are you doing here? You wouldn't say, oh, hey, come on in and help yourself to whatever you want. Make yourself at home. You would protect your personal space. You would protect your well-being and what belongs to you. And I want you to look at negative thoughts like imposters. They come into your mind and they want to wreak havoc and they want to make you feel bad and they want to bring you down and they really want it. They're like troublemakers. Mm -hmm. So why welcome them in so readily? Why not go, hey, I can work through this thought and I can really let it know who's boss. I'm in control. I'm in charge. I can switch that thought out for something that's positive. You also talk about how negative thoughts can can even be not not even be our own. Yeah, that's the second question of the says who method. Have I heard someone say this thought before? We carry in so many negative and fear-based thoughts and beliefs from childhood. Something that was said to us that was negative, something that was told to us that we aren't good enough or we're never going to amount to anything or we're not good at this or we're not enough of that. And when you're young, you're so impressionable. You're very gullible. You believe what's told to you. You don't say, well, hey, says who? Who said on that? I don't believe that. I don't buy into what you're saying to me. We are not those people. We have to develop into advocating for ourselves and standing up for ourselves and sticking up for ourselves. So oftentimes that is said very early on in our development. Things are said to us, whether it's a bully on the schoolyard or an authority figure or a parent or a teacher or someone that, you know, a lot of the clients that I work with, they can remember the first time somebody said something to them in childhood that was so hurtful and so diminishing and made them feel so bad about themselves and you carry that into adulthood, sometimes unbeknownst to you, that you have these negative beliefs. You know, I I talk about that in the book, you know, changing out negative old beliefs and replacing them with positive new beliefs about yourself. That can be changed at any time. 
Well, let's talk about you talk about seven questions that we can we, we need to ask ourselves to disarm those negative thoughts. Uh, you mentioned a couple. Give us some more. More of the questions. You know, one of the questions that's one of my personal favorites, and these are, again, these are no-brainers. They're logical, straightforward questions that when you hear them or you learn them in the book, you're going to go, boy, this is pretty, sounds pretty straightforward and very easy. And it is. The whole key is here for you to practice it and for you to question your thoughts. You know, to be able to go, like the third question, do I like this thought? They're so logical. Like, what is it about your negative thought that you like? you know, you're, you're going to be pretty hard put to come up with answers. Mm-hmm. Do you really like your negative thought? I worked with a client. She was really on this jag, this negative thought that she kept feeding herself. And I asked her, I said, let me ask, you know, can I ask you something? She said, sure. I said, do you like that thought? And she, it stopped her in her tracks because it's, you know, it, it doesn't make sense, you know, in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Like, and she said to me, no, no, I don't like that thought. As a matter of fact, I hate that thought. I said, okay, let's take this one step farther. I just want you to be with that for a minute. I want you to be with what does it feel like to give all this energy and all your precious time to a thought that you don't even like but that you hate, you know? And she's like, wow, I never looked at it like that. I go, yeah, you know, you're telling me that you keep entertaining this thought and keep energizing this thought and keep allowing for this thought to go over and over again in your head, which I call being on the hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. And you don't, not only do you not like it, but you hate it. And, you know, when you sit with that and you start to sit with the logic of these questions, they start to really make sense. And you start to get to the point where you're like, you know, I'm, I'm really on board to change this out. I'm really on board to learn how to change out those thoughts that I don't like and start to cultivate more thoughts and support thoughts in my mind that I do like. You know, it teaches you a whole way of thinking. Absolutely. You, you know, the other thing I like about uh, what, what you're saying is that you talk about shifting gears from uh, reactor uh, to observer. Right. Teach us about that mode. Well, we know that when a negative thought takes hold in our mind or even when we're talking to somebody and a negative or a fear-based thought takes hold in our mind, we immediately react. We get triggered. And we know what that feels like. I mean, we all have been there. We know what it's like where we start to feel it viscerally, which, I, which is emotional. And thoughts are always connected to a feeling. And a lot of the times people are so taken over by anger or upset that they don't, they don't connect it to a thought. And I say it's all mm-hmm. connected. Thoughts create emotions, create behavior, create reality. You've got to connect the dots. So when I talk about being the observer, if you feel that you're, that you're starting to react, and we know what that feels like, we start to feel like our heart starts to beat faster, our hands get clammy, we want to scream, we want to like attack somebody verbally, we know what that looks like, and I think it's different for all of us, to catch it, to go, and when you go into observation mode, it's like being the witness of yourself. And it would, you know, if you could sort of envision yourself standing outside of yourself, like there's you and then there's another you watching you mm-hmm. and say, oh, okay, look at me. I'm pretty angry because if you watch somebody angry, let's just say you're somewhere and someone starts to have a, you know, basically a tantrum or they start to get really angry and shout, you're not doing it, but you're watching somebody do it. The mm-hmm. thought that comes up for you is, wow, that person's really angry. Mm-hmm. Whoa, they're really plugged in. Wow. 
they're really nasty. That's an observer. You're able to observe someone else doing it because you're not the one doing it. And what I'm asking you is to you observe yourself. Take a deep breath in when you're starting to feel like that is going to go into reaction mode and try and be the witness so that you can say, you know, hey, Philippe, wow, you're really plugged in right now. Hey, Aura, you're really about to, you know, say something right now that might not be so nice to this person. Uh You catch it. You're in witness mode. You're the observer. You know, it's very helpful to do that. Now, sometimes we get caught off guard and I go into reactive, yeah, excuse me, automatic thoughts in the book. You know, road rage is a perfect example and I cite it in the book. Someone cuts you off in traffic, what do you do? You know, for the person that's really in neutral or the person that's not reactive, they're like, oh, okay, whatever. And the person that goes into automatic reactive mode, what do they do? They get really angry and they want to call that person all sorts of names. And when that goes one step beyond, which could be very dangerous, is you want to go after that person. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. when you are totally 100% in reactive mode. You have lost it. You've given in to that thought that is just completely taking you over. And you can stop that from happening by recognizing that you're plugged in and go, whoa, 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 whoa. Simmer down. Take a breath in. Okay, the sky isn't falling. I, I can let this go. I don't have to just be completely taken over by this and get myself into a tizzy and or get myself into a dangerous zone where I can put myself in danger and I can put someone else in danger. Look how mm-hmm. far people let that go. Uh, how can people get in contact with you? What is the your web address so people can get this wonderful book and also know about all of the uh, meditation programs? Watch the, you have some great videos on your website as well. Thank you. You can go to my YouTube channel, which is Aura Nadrich. Um, I do have uh, Aura Meditations, which is just the Aura part of my name. You, it's on iTunes. It's on Pandora, Spotify. You know, they're very calming, very soothing meditations. So if you want a audio meditation, I recommend doing that. My website is auranadrich.com, O-R-A-N-A-D-R-I-C-H. It's filled with all sorts of things, events that I'm doing, and you can access my YouTube channel through that. You can order my book on Amazon. It's a really quick way to get my book. I also have a My Book tab on my website. So, you know, check all that out and get the book. You know, if you're somebody who really wants to know your thinking mind better and you really want to transform a lot of those thoughts that do kind of make you crazy and really annoy you and you know you really want to be more in control of those thoughts and have them be what you want to be check out the says who method it really works you know i say if you commit to it it commits to you now another um one of the first steps that you talk about in these kinds of steps is acknowledging work stress uh why is that so important because well obviously because most of us work and that is uh we leave sometimes a, a peaceful environment, hopefully, and then we go into this work stress environment, and it's every day, and it's all throughout the day. How do we practice these principles throughout the day? Well, you know, work-related stress is reaching epidemic levels. I mean, it's pretty bad, and you're getting more now than ever that people are leaving their jobs, and they want to do something that's just not so stressful, and 
I understand that. But, you know, you're not going to have, you know, everybody can't just leave their jobs and become yoga instructors you know, or <laughs> meditation teachers. You know, we have to be real and we have to work with what we have, although I'm not saying you shouldn't rule that out. Maybe you do need a life change. Maybe you feel so stressed out in the type of work that you're doing. But what I really encourage is how to be in the job place and to use the methods that I'm describing, the who method, taking a couple of breaths in, being the observer, acknowledging your stress so that you can get through a very difficult moment in your work day or get through just the difficult day in general and that you're not feeling that you're so miserable or that you're being very counterproductive because your thoughts are taking you over and you're in fear. You know, we mm-hmm. can also go into that state in a job like, oh my God, you know, I'm not going to get this done in time. I'm going to be fired. I'm such a loser. You know, I'm an idiot. You know, name calling can happen in the workplace. You can feel bad energy with your coworkers. You know, you can get into a very uncomfortable thinking loop about your coworkers and, and most importantly, even your relationship with your job, with your boss. Do you know that you can go into reactive mode very easily with a boss or an authority figure? So by using the says who method or taking these fundamental steps like acknowledging your stress, you know, recognizing that it's real for you and say, you know, again, what I talked about earlier about navigating those waters, the choppy waters, you know, I'm going to get through this. Do positive self-talk. Take a, take a deep breath in and out. Compose yourself. Get connected to your center. Really helpful. You know, shift into observer mode. Really helpful. You know, maybe ask that negative thought. You know, when you learn the says who method, says who? Who's telling me I'm not going to get this done in time? Who's telling me I'm not going to reach my deadline? You know, you have to challenge those negative thoughts that really want to freak you out and really want to scare you. And then moving through all that so that you can get your job done in the best way possible. Inquiry, investigating, and questioning is so important so that you can get grounded You can get clear-minded, and you can get more connected to yourself so that you can be a more productive human being. Do you know we all need these skill sets? They're so helpful. I would also think that, you know, not giving medical advice, but, I mean, uh, you know, people who have those uh, level, whatever level of addiction they may have working these principles will probably minimize people from going into their addictions and and kind of heal them from the inside out. Such a good point. Thank you for sharing that. You know, look, I don't say that I'm an addiction expert, but I will tell you this, and I do have a chapter in the book, and I talk about the thoughts that we tell ourselves and the beliefs that we have. And, you know, I even cite, you know, dieting, and I I cite even, you know, cigarette habits, you know, addiction. We can tell ourselves all sorts of things, and people can even tell themselves that they believe they're going to be an addict because they come from addiction. You know, that's a says who. Just because you come from addiction or you had a parent or a family member that's an addict, and, you know, again, I don't want to go into areas or territory where I'm not an expert. I can only speak from what I know, and I'm offering up something to try to say, who am I now? Who am I today? You know, we can change moment by moment. We can make decisions. We can say to ourselves something like, I believe I'm not an addict. I choose Mm -hmm. not to be an addict. I choose not to let the substance have power over me. Now, there's a lot of different modalities to subscribe to to help yourself through addiction. Just even deciding that you don't want to be an addict anymore or that Mm -hmm. you want to conquer those addictions by positive self-talk and supporting yourself 
in overcoming addiction. Start with that. So empowering. And, you know, we're such powerful people. We can transform, I believe, anything if we put our mind to it. We're incredible. We're amazing. We're powerful. And I want people to know that about themselves. Stop selling yourself short. Stop just selling, you know, throwing yourself under the bus. Stop believing that you're less than. Those are all thoughts that you're telling yourself, and you can change those thoughts starting today. Absolutely amazing. So the name of the book is Says Who? How One Simple Question Can Change the Way You Think Forever. Or uh, Nadrich, uh, you are absolutely amazing. Um, Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is incredible. I love talking to you. I want you to come back on and and, and talk some more and give us some more tips. Absolutely, I will, Philippe. I would love it. Absolutely. Now give us that web address address again and how people can get in contact with you. And, of course, you can get the book on Amazon. AuraNadrich.com. You know, and another thing I just want to throw in there, and you can catch it on my website, I just got back from an amazing – a wellness retreat in Costa Rica called Rhythmia, and I do a workshop called Mastering Your Mind, and I'm doing it again on May 20th, a one-day workshop. It's awesome. And again, this is about transforming negative and fear-based thoughts. Master your mind. You can do it. So check it out on my website, auranadrich.com. Come to the workshops. They're awesome. Absolutely. I appreciate you, Nora. And, and ladies and gentlemen, this book, uh, you, once you put, uh, pick it up, you will not be the same. So this is phenomenal uh, work. Uh, it's research-based. It's something that once you do it, it, your life will forever change. You will get rid of and, and halt those negative thoughts. They won't turn into behaviors. They won't get stored into the body. And you'll find yourself with a new neural net, being a positive person and being able to think clearly for the first time perhaps in your life. So, Nora, I, uh, I'm sorry, Nora, or I'm, I'm putting your first and last name together. Uh, or <laughs> thank, you so, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, I'm just so calm right now. You know, it's like I needed this interview, you know. It's like this is great. I love this work. <laughs> thank you again, Philippe. Really enjoyed it. All right, you take care. We'll see everybody next time on the Philippe Matthews Show. Take care, everybody. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.